that's how I feel when Only person who can stop you is the man in the mirror When you look down at your wrists and you see money When you look at your shoes and you see money When that scarf on your neck means money Burberry scars, shrimp and perion Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, soap massage, menage a trois Yes, I've been a boss Burberry scars, shrimp and perion Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, soap massage, menage a trois Oh shit, I was jamming out to them club bangers before the show. I was, Ladies too. I was and like, gentlemen, welcome back to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Welcome back to the Island of Relevancy. And welcome back to Top Rope Wrestling Talk. And unfortunately, Brucey got called into work. Boo. Boo work. No adulting. So your host for the evening is me. Yes, me. Not DDP, but the greatest prediction champ in wrestling podcast history. I am your producer, your soundboard, by God extraordinaire, the jack of all trades, the master of absolutely none, the one and only South Philly psycho, D-O-M. What's going on, Chris? Sorry, your power went out. What's going on? We'll, we'll do our best to keep the company as long as we can. Let's fucking go. Oh, I should cut that off before we get cut off. <laughs> and of course, joining me tonight, as pretty much always, is the first lady of Top Rope Wrestling Talk. She is the whole ass vibe, the ninth wonder of the podcasting world because we don't treat her like a woman. But at least I make efforts to try and not treat her like a man. She is the incredible, the incomparable, the one and only Latina Heat herself, Grandma Wendy. A getting down too right now. Got to do a little of that shoulder action for Eddie, yo. Hell yeah, gotta get the salsa on and shit. What is up, Justin, my brother? How you doing, my friend? What is going on? We had a very interesting week of wrestling, a very mind-blowingly nostalgic week of wrestling. But really Grandma, Grandma had put us on to something earlier this week that she really wanted to talk about. So I'm just going to toss this whole thing in her lap and let her start the show with her or with her own topic. Welcome to Grandma's Corner. <laughs> so this week I was listening to um, what is that wonderful podcast called Wrestling with Freddie. So Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast. If you don't listen to it, you should. He's he's got great uh great perspectives on on wrestling because he fucking worked for WWE. He was a writer. He was fucking writer for the E. People forget Freddie that. Was everything. I know. I he's said, everywhere. It cracks me up when I hear girls are like, oh, I love Freddie Prince Jr. He was so hot in this movie, so hot in that movie. And I'm like, yeah, but you know where he was at his best? When he wrote for WWE. 
Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So he was talking about this week, they did a whole review on WrestleMania and Monday and how it was blase, blase, and how Vince might be back at the home there. That's not what we're here to talk about. No one gives a shit about that right now. What we're here to oh, talk man. about, I wish Bruce was here for this. This conversation feels empty without Brucey. I know. I know. But I'll bring it up. We'll give him his chance next week. We'll let him get back in. It's cool. Fred, I had, I'm sorry, my walnut malfunctioned. Kink, kink. Freddie Prince Jr. was talking about the one and only MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And he said, according to Freddie, so Roman has been champ for five ever. Good for him. But Maxwell Jacob Friedman is where it fucking is at. The man was able to put over an entire Broadway-esque segment with jazz singing and lounge singing, actually. Scat, the whole shit. The skibbity-boop-bop-bop and all that fucking shit. And people lost their goddamn minds. People I... lost their fucking minds. People went insane. Yeah, they fucking did. Could Roman do that? Could he pull that off? Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. Sure. <laughs> it's the no. Hell no. <laughs> no. And the fact that he that he said all of that, and he was saying, you know, like fucking MJF lives this heel persona through and through. He is fucking amazing at it, and he doesn't honestly. He doesn't need the title, and he doesn't need a voice he, or not a voice. He doesn't need like a a valet or a manager or anybody to talk for him. And people always forget. Yeah, okay, so he can sing, he can dance, he can do the Broadway and charm, but the man can fucking wrestle too. He doesn't need to constantly wrestle to prove it either. Because if you know, you know. And if you don't know, well, you're going to find out. You're going to learn tonight. (laughs) Motherfucking MJF is where it's at. I mean, it's... Nothing against Roman Reigns, because I'm not that guy. Uh, I'm not a hater. I'm not. I, I, I'm not Devin, but I'm not a hater. I'm kind of Switzerland when it comes. Another to road. I'm not Bruce. I'm not Devin. I'm right here in the middle. Middle. Nothing road. against him, but everything that Freddie Prince Jr. said is right. And what's up, Graydon? You're in the house too. Hey. Everything. Everything that he said about this man is right. He went on to say that, like. Most wrestling fans can't stand Broadway and show tunes and yes, pruning yes. and everything that Max did. Listen to the pop he got in that stadium. Yes, it was Long Island, but still. Yep. Listen to the look at the reaction he got after the fact from the IWC. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. More, more of it, it was more good than bad, which is not easy to do with some okay. sections of the IWC. Yes. Okay. It's true, though. It's true. I know. I'm laughing at the chat because Justin had said that he saw Graydon, and then Graydon said, "Dude, why are you in a tree with binoculars outside?" <laughs> <laughs> Creeping around. Oh, we got intermingling in the chat. It's gonna be a good night, folks. Stay tuned. Um. Not only that, like, like just like you said, he lives the gimmick, and you're right. I don't think anybody would say MJF needs that belt. 
But when you hear him speak about needing that belt, you believe him. Yep. That's the beauty of MJF. Whatever he wants to make you believe, he will make you believe. And then he will get in a ring and he will show you that he is just as good hold for hold, step for step as anybody else. But he probably talks 10 times better. At least, at and, least. And forget, forget singing, forget dancing. Can Roman Reigns say the same? I don't think so. No. It took him a while to learn how to talk. And again, MJF went toe to toe with Brian Danielson, with Daniel Bryanson, whatever you want to call him, the American fucking dragon, for an hour and some change. It wasn't five minutes, y'all. An hour and some change. It wasn't a, a fucking, you know, little five, 20 minute brawl. He went toe to toe, pound for pound, round for round. With the American dress, a fucking living legend. Admit it, because he's an, he's a living legend at this point. Oh no, After he is. Everything he's accomplished. The if there's a Hall of Fame, he needs to be in it for wrestling. Period. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Could Roman Reigns do that? Mm, I don't I mean, think he, he had could. Like he had like a twenty plus minute match with Cody, and he needed help like seven times. And that's, that's like just every. Cool. That's every three minutes. I, I, I probably said that last week, too, and I apologize. But I'm, I'm sorry. Look at the difference. 20, 30-minute match got help seven different times. Not from seven different people. Like, Solo was four or five, and then the Usos jumped in. But but overall, seven different times in, like, a 20, 30-minute match. 65 minutes against the Dragon, MJF handled no. on his own. Even when no, he granted, wanted to do his dirt. Granted. Granted, MJF did cheat a little bit, but he himself cheated. Mm. He didn't have someone else come in and help That's him That's exactly cheat. what I was going to say. Even when he wanted to do his dirt, you know how he did it? On his own. He hit, hit, he a, hit the cheater. dragon with that oxygen tank. He did the, he did the dirty heel he did shit. Dirty low blow. He didn't need anybody to come in and throw spikes or super kicks or, or any of that shit. He handled it completely on his own. In fact, everything you know what I wish? title running through has been on his own. Whereas I wish we could get I wish we could get Freddie Prince Jr. on our show so we could just shoot the shit with him. Oh god, I would love that. He is just he's just so freaking awesome. And and I just I just I could listen to him. I have listened to him talk about wrestling all day. I can't really, I can't really pay you. May I get Wendy to like ser- give you some kind of Spanish serenade or something? I don't know. I don't know. What do you want? Know. What do you want? I, I, I got you, man. I know your co-host. We'll is make a you some mofongo, like you're Puerto Rican. We'll give you some mofongo. You know, uh, we will do something. We'll do something. What do you want? We, whatever it takes. We, we got to get you on here, man, because because you you hit the nail on the head. You really it's did. Like, it, it was fun to listen to. Yeah, it was, his whole episode was damn fun to listen to. I mean, he he gushed about Sammy and and uh, Commander in the same episode. He went on about yes. WWE for a little bit. You know, he's the opposite of corny, where he loves the flippity floppity high risk shit, and he explains he just loves why. wrestling. Like Freddie FPJ is just a wrestling fan through and through. Let's be real. Yeah, 
he just wants to enjoy wrestling and it makes me love him even more so uh, i'm glad i'm glad you brought that to us i used to listen to his podcast religiously and i haven't in a while and then you sent me the episode and i was like all right if it's gonna be on the show i'll check it out and when i did i was like man this is really good i should do this more often and i thought you know freddie fits because yeah, he's got his podcast, and yeah, he's done it. But, but Freddie hasn't been around in a while, and then all of a sudden he turned back up. And you know what? That just seemed to be a theme in pro wrestling all fucking week long. Like everything that was old was new once again. People oh my were God, turning yes. to the stage. People were turning. Things are things are popping yep. off. And amazingly, the first thing we got under the topic of what's old is new is reports of. The return of Dark Side of the Ring for season four. Yes. Yes. How exciting is that? And a complete rundown <laughs> of who the episodes will be on. They don't say how many they get or or whatever, but this is this is a rundown of who's going to be covered on season four. Bam Bam Bigelow, who I love. Ooh. Mike, Mike Awesome, who I if you don't know him, please go watch him because the man was fucking yes. amazing. He, he was, lived up to his name. He was awesome. He yep. apparently had a dark side, but he was awesome. Magnum TA, of course. I mean, he had to come up on this at some point. Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn Cinch. Oh, interesting. Okay. Abdullah the Butcher. Gotta love him. Hardcore legend. Abby. Uh-huh. Gotta love Abby. The Sandman of all people. <laughs> Okay, but that doesn't surprise me though. Like you nah. just look at it and you know, you know there's a lot going on in he's that a, one. He's a dark side episode just waiting to happen. <laughs> he, he is but a walking talking dark side episode. The last one, if Sandman is a walking talking dark side episode, this man might be a walking tar- talking dark side season. The last one they're covered on season four is none other than Marty fucking Janetti. <laughs> yep, yep. The one and only Marty so, motherfucking Janetti. So let me ask you, Grandma, out of that list, I, I know you'll probably tune in for all of them because I know you're a huge fan like I am, but I which it, one it. are you most anticipating or most excited for? Talk to me. Believe it or not, Marty Janetti. I believe it. Because the man's the man's just fucking wild, man. The shit he says is hysterical. Everything, everything that spills out of his mouth onto his social medias. I'm like, bro, someone just I part of me is like someone stop him, and part of me is like, give me more. Just just feed the masses because you are so fucking stupid and crazy, and I love it. This is so and dumb and so ridiculous, and I can't get enough. Please feed me more. I'm num, 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 num. Yeah, right? God. I'm like, come on, Marty. I feel you on that one. Like I said, Marty is... is Marty. I think I said, said it to you before the show. Marty has more drama than every soap opera on Telemundo put together. Yes, a thousand when he percent. Spill, when he spills it out onto, so, onto social media, it's like one of us has to inform the other. Oh, Marty said something here. Check it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and we have terrible. had to, we've almost been around, November will be four years. In those four years, we've covered Marty Jannetty at least once every fucking year. And the man has done nothing. Yeah, nothing. you're right. Like, he's not wrestling. He's not appearing. He's not anywhere well, that anyone would would even know. Like, he's not showing up in Impact. He's not on AEW. He's certainly not coming back to go to the WWE Hall of Fame. 
but every year we've covered him because of some crazy shit that he said, like like killing somebody and leaving their body in the what was it, the Wallacoochee River or some oh, shit. Yeah. Like throwing him over the bridge into the the Wachahoochee Coochimoochee River or some shit. Yeah, the, the Gitchy Gitchy Ya 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 River or some shit. I don't right? remember the name of the river, but it was something like that. But he's just doing so all get, kinds of wild shit. I get why I get why Marty would be your pick. I I gotta be on. Of course, I'm looking forward to all these. I love this show, but I think the one that I'm looking forward to the most is Mike Awesome. Because there are even things mm-hmm. about that man that I that I to this day still don't know. Because I'm, he was a I'm big thing. About... Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go. Oh, because you know he was a big deal in Japan, and eventually came yeah. to ECW. But he was already a big deal in Japan for a good decade. And back then, you could trade tapes, you could do whatever. But there wasn't a lot. The reporting wasn't what it is today. Yeah, there weren't as many sources, but at the same time, when shit popped off or when somebody had problems, you didn't really hear about it. Mm-hmm. So to see him, you know, trading tapes and then come to ECW and all that, it's like, God, this guy is fucking amazing. And then, you know, we saw what happened with WCW in the 70s guy, whatever the hell else they put him in. It was just mm-hmm. absolute Vince Russo diarrhea. Oh, yeah. And his career kind of fell off from then, and eventually he would take his own life yep so to get more of a detailed background on this man and maybe fill in some gaps would be amazing on dark side of the ring season four so i'm really looking forward to that uh i'm sorry wendy what were you gonna say the other one i'm curious about is bam bam bigelow yeah because that's one i know i know his matches because i watched him wrestle but i know nothing about him I know he was right. huge in Japan. People right. fucking love him out there. I know I I know I saw him in certain places after bingo hall meetings and that sort of thing, but it's not like, you know, maybe I'd yell I'd wave at him, I'd say, You're the man, bam bam, and it's kinda hard to miss an almost four hundred pound dude with his full bald head tattooed. So like yep. if you're sitting in a bar, bam bam walks in the bar, you know that's bam bam. You know it's bam bam, yeah. But you don't know much about Bam Bam, you know? So mm-hmm. so that's another one that's, that's going to be interesting to check out, too, that I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm being my feels a little bit because Bingo oh, Hall yeah, is going to be sitting there like, I miss Bam Bam. Put him in the Hall of Fame already, you fucking assholes. Seriously, they should. You fought Lawrence Taylor, for Christ's sake. And by the way, what's up, TK? Uh, oh, hey, what's going on? We love you, dude. Great interview with Buff Bagwell today. I was yeah. I had to go back and watch on my way home from work, and oh my god, they killed it! I, oh, did they? I have to check it out. I, I'm gonna put out. I'll put a little spoiler out, even though I think he might have put a clip, on, so it's not much of a spoiler. During the Buff Bagwell interview, yeah. you get a Scotty Riggs appearance too. Hey. TK got to interview the American males. I am so fucking jealous. And he got to go That's to Dynamite. Awesome. And he got to go to Dynamite. I am super fucking, fucking jealous of this dude. dude. Dynamite this, dude is living, this dude is living my best life. And I cannot thank him <laughs> enough. Get out there and keep doing you, dude. You can't wait for the Bam Bam episode either. And, oh, appreciate it. Of course. Always, dude. Always. You you keep killing it out there, man. You're doing your thing, and and hopefully one of these weeks I'll get on with you. We'll do the dynamite review review together. It just hasn't worked out yet because of schedules and shit. That's my bad. But yeah, the Bam Bam episode is going to be great. The mm-hmm. whole season looks 
kind of like banger after banger. No offense, to, you know, but but I'm I'm definitely excited for that. And from there, because that was announced over the weekend, then we hit Raw, and all of a sudden, like again, we get to see something that we probably haven't seen since I don't know the Divas era. It damn near start out Monday Night Raw with with a backstage segment where Lita is injured. She, mm-hmm. They've got a tag team title match coming up. Raquel and Liv are standing over her. Of course, Becky is blaming them. And then Trish decides to fill in. And you think, okay, you know, of course, they fought together at WrestleMania. Why not? So mm-hmm. this is going to be, hey, you know, let the other legends shine, right? Freebird rolls. Right? Now, all of a sudden, they're the New Day, too. <laughs> I guess these chicks rock. I don't know. But we get to the match. And mm-hmm. essentially... Trish loses the tag team titles on a yes. roll-up from Liv Morgan. Yes. And Becky is trying to console her, raise her hand, do whatever. And as soon as Becky turns her back, Trish just clocks her. And then mounts her and beats the living hell out of her. Yes. Honestly, that I have, is- not, have not seen heel Trish Stratus since the Divas era. It's been a hot-ass minute. Like, I don't even know if it was the 21st century, guys. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it wasn't it wasn't exactly said, but it, it feels like Trish took out Lita and then took out Becky after losing the tag titles and turned heel. My question to grandma, first and foremost, is like, why the hell would she do this now? <laughs> I don't even know man i mean if i can be a thousand percent honest though i watched it and i was like but who the fuck cares right. i <laughs> it sounds because lita and trish are legends you know but honestly who the fuck cares and i hate to say that but I don't know, like, when they came back, it was like, okay, cool, so maybe it's like a one-off, that'll be nice, and then they put titles on them? Why? That didn't, oh, excuse me, that didn't make any sense to me. These are people that don't need titles, that are just here for a cup of coffee, and that was it, but let's just put these titles, is it because they wanted to have some sort of intermediary without saying they're intermediary champions or so? I don't know, I don't understand the logic. And it makes me care even less. They wanted like dream transitional champions. I mean, honestly, I think now they did what they did to facilitate this story so that Trish could turn and we would end up with, say, Trish versus Becky at Backlash in Puerto Rico. I mean, they could have done it as a one-off thing anyways. Yeah, this adds a little bit more, uh, a little bit more heat to the rivalry, I guess, instead of it just being like... Instead of it just being like, oh, this is my dream match again, because she already did that with Lita at Elimination Chamber. That was the big story. Like, oh, I've always dreamed. You you were my favorite. I dreamed of wrestling you. Now I'm going to do it. I'm going to kick your ass. You know, so instead of recycling it, kind of like they spun out the Cena Brock story and turned it into Brock Cody all these years later, they decided to come at it from another angle. And I really feel like the only reason that Trish did this was because she was she was the third wheel, literally. 
Like, like Lita and Becky are tag team champions. Oh, and Trish is here too. And she couldn't take not being in that position. You know, she couldn't take being the third wheel, like having the focus on somebody else. So she takes Lita out. Then she takes Becky out. Now she's going like full heel. And I'm kind of interested in it now. I certainly wasn't leading into WrestleMania. I was like, just give, just give the judgment, or I mean, just give damage control their rematch, and let's get this over with. But apparently, we're going in a different direction now, and and I'm kind of cool with that. I don't know about, I mean, I guess congratulations to Liv, and especially Raquel, her first title. Oh yeah, congratulations on a main on a main roster. Mm -hmm. So. And and this is also true, Graydon. Trish can still pin me all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about um, we were just talking about um, what's her name, Elvira, Elmira. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she was on. They were doing a whole macabre series on a channel mm-hmm. with her movies, and, and I pretty much said the same thing. She could put a spell on me any day. I know that woman's like seventy, but she's still fine. <laughs> Trish, she's not seventy, but she's still fine. <laughs> It just made me think of it because you're the movie guy. So, <laughs> although apparently, if anybody has a chance with Elvira here, it's me. Oh, I'm so jealous. Only <laughs> blessings unto her for coming out, man. I I totally Cheers. forgot about that. Congratulations to you. Cheers. Hmm. All right, let's. De- now let's I guess uh, we should get back to wrestling since I derailed myself. Derailed thanks to- I'm bl- I'm blaming Graydon. As soon as I saw Ben Buster, I thought movies, and I thought about what Wendy and I were talking about before we came on. But it's all his fault. Damn it, Graydon, stop distracting us. So then, we, considering what's old is new again, we go from that to the the spin cycled story I was talking about, where Cody is now the new John Cena, and Brock Lesnar has you know assaulted him. And I think I said last week, watch, it's going to be Brock. And Cody in Puerto Rico because the tribal chief don't feel like flying there. Guess mm-hmm. what, boys and girls? Yeah, Your boy was right once again. I have all these championships for a reason. It's not just a gimmick. Greatest prediction change. <laughs> and Cody I came mean, out. Even, um, even Freddie mm-hmm. Prince said something about it, but I can't remember what it was he said, but it was something along what you said. I yeah, think they were saying that it was... um. Beat for beat, exactly what happened with John Cena. Yeah, it really is. It really is. The only difference was when Cody came out this week, he didn't do exactly what I said he should have done. Like, because, you know, Cody's got class and I don't. Or he should have just repeated Sammy Guevara's shit line for line from Dynamite. Like, look, you didn't, Roman, you didn't beat me, bitch. Your your fucking family and your boy's thumb beat me. I fucking had you. <laughs> but instead, he came out. He came out and he said it was all on him. He wasn't prepared for Roman, the tactics, the numbers, the this, the that. And then when he looks Although for when a you rematch, think about it, when you think about it, though, that was a very sly. Oh, I'm talking to myself now. Hello. Are you there? I've been. Uh... Yes, I'm here. So you can hear me. What the hell is going on? I can hear you. What's going on? I don't know. Well, that's just weird. Hang on. Something went screwy. There I am. Yay. 
Okay. Hello. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. I I was all of a sudden just I don't know what happened, guys. I apologize. Um Cody's but, saying Cody's saying that, oh, it's my fault. I wasn't ready for you. I wasn't ready for the numbers game. I wasn't ready for solo. And I wasn't ready for the Usos to join in. That's a very sly way of saying you didn't beat me. It was a team effort. Mm. And then, of course, he began to talk about how Brock turned his back on him and all this stuff. And and he even said, you know, do it, it, people ask me, am I afraid of Brock Lesnar? And he's like, well, yeah, it'd be crazy not to. Yeah. I mean, I'm a psycho and I'm afraid of Brock Lesnar, so I can't blame him there. But he also went on yeah, to say, Mark you Merrow know. Found out, Mark Merrill found out. His wife Sable was cheating on him. He was ready to kill a motherfucker. But when he saw it was Brock Lesnar, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to divorce I'm going to head out. <laughs> like, it's, it's over. You know, th this has run its course. That's a wild man, folks. Okay, not an American night. A wild man. And he was yep. like, Brock, no, no, you can have mm -hmm. her. I'm done. Mm -hmm. We're good. Uh, in fact, you've inspired me to change my life. But, right? <laughs> get, you know, Cody said, Am I afraid of him? Sure. That doesn't mean I don't want a piece of him in any event. And then he call, then he calls out Brock Lesnar and he says, do me a favor, answer the call, mic drop, he's gone. And so we're getting this at Backlash. And I know it's a little early, but I got to ask, if Cody and Brock are fighting in Puerto Rico, does the uh -huh. American Nightmare even stand a chance? Or is this going to be like another Brock versus Ricochet match, like at, in Saudi? I was like, thanks oh, for coming. Yeah. F5. <laughs> it's gonna be more of that. Like there is there's no way he's winning anything. Uh, okay. That's that's not surprise. It's kind of the popular opinion, but I've never really kept the popular opinion. Hence why I'm a Cody guy to begin with. Like a lot of people aren't, but I am. Yeah. I think I think he can beat Brock. I really do. He damn near beat Roman. I think he could beat. It wasn't Brock. for the numbers game. Do I think he's going to take a beating to do it? Yes. Do I think he's oh, going to yeah. dominate him? No. Cody might end up winning by the seat of his pants, but I think he can win. And I'm also looking at it from a standpoint where, okay, so let's say we get the rematch between Cody and Roman at SummerSlam. SummerSlam is four months away. Yes. By that point, Roman would be well over a thousand days. He would have mm -hmm. probably the, it, off the top of my head, the fifth longest title run. Maybe even longer than Hogan's. Yeah. If Cody beats Brock and almost beat Roman and gets to SummerSlam, that might be the time. Because now you have Roman at a point where he's reached his thousand days and beyond. He's top five uh -huh. all time. How much longer can you keep this going? It has gotten stale like a while ago. His family story is amazing. If you want to keep this whole bloodline thing going without belts, I'm cool with that. Yeah, because yeah. now you know we've got we've got maybe the Usos are on the way out. Solo is cooler with Roman than anybody. You got numbers kind of filling in on the other side, like a returning Riddle to join Sammy and Kevin. You know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that story is very interesting. 
the thousand day title reign is like okay cool get to it already i'm done i'm done <laughs> i don't think it's going to be ending anytime soon though i think they have such a hard on for it and it's been such a cash cow really for lack of a better description I'm just, I'm hoping, I'm praying, you know, I already called the backlash thing. I'm hoping, I'm praying Cody somehow manages to get by Brock. And then we get a rematch at SummerSlam where he takes the title and this reign is over. And maybe the bloodline story continues. Maybe the, now it's Roman looking inward on his family and trying to figure out who do I need to get rid of? You know? <laughs> I can't. But if Cody wins the title, what next? Like who who goes after him? Who dethrones Cody? Any anyone. Cause literally they've lined everyone up against Roman outside of maybe Gunther. Okay. Okay. And, and I don't know if they would do that ultimate challenge kind of thing anymore, where Gunther walks in with the Intercontinental title to take on Roman with both belts, winner goes home with them all, and that type of shit. I don't know if they mm -hmm. do that again. So okay. I feel like this would be the best way to go, and hey, at, at least Tim, at least TK agrees. So I got somebody on the side. I'll take it. Thank you, homie. I appreciate I mean, it, bro. I'm not saying I disagree. <laughs> I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just thinking too far ahead. That's all. Yeah, I mean, TK's thinking ahead of you. He's like, let's say Theory loses the U.S. title and challenges Cody after he. That would be interesting to see. See the thing, you could line up Theory, you could line up Gunther, you could bring the guys that fought Roman back in, you could have KO versus Cody, you could have a returning, if he's healthy, Randy Orton taking on Cody. They kind of have a history. There are plenty of places you could go if Cody takes I mean, that there title. Would be actual, there would be actual challenges then. Exactly. Edge and Cody, if Edge doesn't go to AEW. There you go. That's another one. Finn and Cody, they kind of have a history. Okay, They've at least rolled in similar circles in Japan. Mm -hmm. AJ and Cody, you know, like the the list goes on and on and on. But the bigger question is, who's next for Roman? Because once you bring somebody, once you say someone's name, he's already beat him some twice. KO's like five times. He's beaten everyone, unless Logan Paul is going to take that belt off of him and he beat him too. Bad Bunny, maybe. I. <laughs> That's a, funny. A, a returning Miro or Keith Lee. I, there's nobody left for Roman. There is a laundry list of opponents you could book for Cody. And even if it yeah, was like Randy Miro, Cody, for right? example, even if it was a, a returning Miro, for example, they still wouldn't give it to him. They'd still have him lose. Yeah. You like, know what? That's, not, that's that's not. A, all you really have left for Roman for Roman would be Bobby Lashley, who is one of the last guys to beat him that isn't Baron Corbin, and Randy Orton, who the bloodline took out. And you know they wouldn't let either of those win. And either way, it's a much shorter list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I appreciate you, TK, for like, a, oh, Finn and Cody. <laughs> yeah, Edge and Cody. Though. That's dope, too. There's so many guys you could put in front of Cody. There is maybe two, three people you could throw at Roman at this point after all this time. So you got to think by SummerSlam, this belt, these belts need to come off this man. 
At least that's my opinion. I know usually Clark Street is going to come on afterwards, and they're going to say the thing, and they had to take a little time off, and we appreciate those guys. So shouts to the Tribal Chief and the Messiah. Come back soon. But it, it, just, it just makes sense. It just does. You know what else has been making a lot of sense these days? The last few <laughs> fucking weeks of AEW Dynamite, boys and girls. Holy fuck! Yeah. Like, like it's been it's, really good. Don't wrong. And that's action, an understatement. The action they've always had, but now they're telling stories. They're 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 using it's coming psychology. together nicely. They're putting the whole thing together and they're cooking it properly. Like this shit. To be honest, this shit has been better than WWE TV since after WrestleMania. I'm just gonna say, I got to give AEW all the credit in the world, and I love them both. But but God damn it, if you haven't been putting it together. Yeah. We've been doing some amazing stuff over here. Just bashed Tony Khan last week on multiple occasions to the point where the Khan family pulled us off air. Okay, if you don't believe me, go watch last week's episode. Check fucking tape. That's true. That's true. You got a little mad at anybody's dick. I bash everybody equally. <laughs> All I need <laughs> is the opportunity. I won't talk and about my personal life. We talked about MJ a little bit. We, we did. We, we talked about how this week, all of a sudden, everything that was old was new again. Yes. So, of course, we had we had Darby in a match with Swerve, which was fantastic. Yeah. Like, knowing those two, to, to, where those two have been and, and what Oh, yeah, like the history of, between them. The history between them and just, you know, just knowing, like, okay, Swerve, yes, but if you've seen Killshot, you know he can get hardcore. We know Darby can... Yeah. So, like, this shit is about to be on, like, a pot of fucking neck bones. And it was. And I appreciated the shit out of it. And Darby got the win by, like, the, by like the, the what was like the face teeth. paint on his fucking face. By the link on the chain of his choker that Swerve was actually choking him <laughs> with. He was, he was. After the fact, MJF comes out and he starts, you know, and, and he starts talking about Darby and ripping into Darby and calling him Sting's kid and all this other stuff. Darby comes back a little bit, but the best part was when all of a sudden music hits and it's Sting! Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when was the last time Sting was on TV? I don't even remember. It's been a hot minute. Again, I was actually happy to see him. Again, we went in the Wayback Machine and we're making something old new. Though, I will say, though, his promo was a little rambly. Oh, no, I loved it. When he was, because he tied it right into what they were talking about. You know, how, how you know, Darby was hanging on Sting's coattails and how and Sting just went into, you know, I wouldn't be where I was if a man named Ric Flair didn't, you know, didn't carry me on his coattails and make, and make me who I am. If he didn't, and if he didn't take me under his wing and 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 bring me to where I needed to be, and he gave a shout out to Nature Boy, you know, the Wolf Pack, and he even brought up the Joker thing, which I, Joker Sting is underrated, okay? Oh, <laughs> Joker yeah, Sting, like, Joker know, Sting I mean, is maybe, like, Joker Sting is like where ADHD, Seth Rollins got his shtick right now. I'm just maybe saying. it was ADHD, but I was like, Sting, where are we going with this, man? Like, we're going on a journey way back when and all, and it's cool because you know, give a shout out to my dad and all, but I don't know. <laughs> but then he was talking about how even 
even MJF had somebody to follow when he first got here. And maybe he said Cody's name a few too many times, but still, that that was kind of like, oh, I said Cody. He just threw his arm around him and started talking about (laughs) Cody and everything. Oh my God. Like, Like, his promo had these moments where I was just like, lols, but. I don't know. Like I said, maybe it was the ADHD, and I was just like, "Can we? Can we get to where we're going?" <laughs> okay, that's your thoughts on it. I was gonna ask for that. Any other thoughts on that whole segment between the match, the promos? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the worst. It was interesting, and I, I appreciated him, you know, giving credit where credit was due. Hey, Nick, what's happening, homie? Um, now the next question becomes because we. We got to put MJF on top when it comes to pillars. Like he's, he's got the title. He's got the people in the palm of his hand while he's singing pennies from heaven. He's raining, he's raining pennies from heaven on the pores. He is indeed. He is definitely the the number one pillar. The question is, where would you rank the other three pillars? Like after MJF, it's blank, blank, and blank. Uh, For me, it's MJF. Um, I'm going to say Sammy as number two, because he puts on exciting matches and he's had interesting storylines. Uh, Jungle Boy number three, because even though he's been stuck in a bit of a boring storyline with Christian and all them, in my opinion, my opinion, been kind of boring. Um, he still had good matches with them. They weren't the worst. I had no hope. And then I'd be like, oh shit, I'm watching this. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like talking shit about the match in the build up. I'd be like, yeah, who gives a fuck? And then I'm watching it like, oh my god. So, you know, I'll put him in number three and I'll put Darby at number four because he's not bad on the mic. I'm not entertained by his matches because he almost dies every time. And at this <laughs> point, it's stale. Almost as, oh, excuse me, almost as stale as Moxley constantly bleeding. Okay. Okay. Moxley bleeds more than a woman every month. Yeah. Yeah. No, we definitely need to break out the Moxley pads whenever he's around. It, it's, oh, God yeah, damn honestly. It. Again, here. <laughs> so it. God. Mox bleeds more than Renee. It's a fact. <laughs> when it comes to honestly. the pillars for me, we're, we're close. I would definitely put Sammy next. Okay. I would put Sammy next, not because of all the titles he won, but because. He might be in MJF's position had he not shot himself in the foot at least three, four times during his AEW run. Yes. Whether it be the Sasha thing, the Pam thing, you know, the Eddie thing, you name, you name it. There's a, there's a laundry list of things. And had those things not happened, maybe he'd be the top pillar. But the fact that he's this high up after all of that, I got to put him second. Now, for, now, third, yeah. I give a, this is so close because they're both kind of like, they're definitely pillars, but they're both kind of like meh pillars. I would okay. probably put, I would probably put Darby third because he's had more single success. And I know he tries to kill himself in the ring pretty much every fucking, every fucking time out. But it's basically, it, it goes back to what Freddie Prince said about Riho. And, and comparing her to, like, she has to use these Jeff Hardy-type maneuvers where she's risking it and she's killing herself yes. because she's so damn small that anything else is unbelievable. 
Yes. Darby is in that boat, man. I, I'm a skinny dude. I'm 6'4". I'm barely 200 pounds. I've probably got Darby by 40 pounds minimum. And he is in the heavyweight title picture. He's fighting guys like Brody King. You know... When it, they say his weight, I'm like, bullshit. Because right? I'm... Okay, I won't lie. I'm a hefty girl. I weigh about as much as he does. But I've got some body on me. And I'm like, oh boy, ain't no way you weighing that much. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like... The only thing I don't really like about Darby is the same old art school videos. Outside of that, I don't mind him trying to go all crazy and kill himself because it makes it believable for him to be where he is. Just like as Freddie was talking about Rio, he said, you know, when Jeff Hardy got into the singles division, he was doing a lot more risk taking, a lot more crazy things yes. because he was fighting guys like The Undertaker who were huge and he needed to make it believable. So he started risking himself more. I feel like mm -hmm. Darby's doing that, so I can't hold that against him. So it would be, of course, MJF, then Sammy, then Darby. And yeah, Jack's at the bottom just because the boring storylines, The mo most of his time in AEW has been spent as a tag team wrestler. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I can see it, that, okay. And, and he's barely been on his own now for, it's it hasn't even been a year and go back to, like, HBK in year one. Was he legendary? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Like, honestly, it and, and it might be, it might be, I might be wrong. It might be an unpopular opinion. But I think Jack Perry is probably ahead of the HBK curb in year one. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't that's need a manager. Think. He doesn't need all this other shit. He's just out there learning and doing on his own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's doing a damn good job. But he's... Now, you're number four in a list of four pillars, which makes you an important person, okay? If if Top Rope was number four out of every fucking wrestling podcast in the entire world, I'm considering that a win. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, nothing wrong with being number four, Jack. You're yeah, on your no, way you up. But you got a ways to go is all I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. El Presidente! Yeah, he even said he even shouted out mommy, mommy Wendy. <laughs> no, but you're you're like I see where you're coming from when it comes to but I think my thing is with 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 Jungle Boy though, it's not his fault per se that he's been stuck in these storylines. So I find it hard to to blame him for it. You know what I mean? Mm. No, I don't. I don't necessarily blame him for it. I'm just saying, like, it, it, the storyline is is one reason, but the other one was more like he was part of Jurassic Express for so long. He barely had a singles career. He had some moments. He had a good match with MJF. He had a good match with Kenny Omega. They were all lost. Mm -hmm. You know. Meanwhile, Sammy and Darby are winning fucking titles. You know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like they're so, they're definitely doing a lot more. Uh, I give them but also the, slight the opportunities edge that they're being given too. It, there is that. There is that. And, and and shout out to the shout out to the Queen of Philly, Your Grace. I love you, JD. Great show last. Great show yesterday. I was going to say last Thursday. It was yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. been a long week. I apologize. <laughs> it's been a long month, and it's only what the fourteenth. Right. We're only halfway through it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> There, so there was that, and then of course we had 
we had to return. We eventually had the return of the elite, which I, I thought was a great. I thought it was a great segment. My, my only question was: Did they have to wait until poor Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler were beaten within an inch of their lives to a literal bloody pulp before they decided to make their comeback? <laughs> okay, yeah, I was kind of worried about Cutler and, and Nakazawa for that. I'm like, what are we going to you? <laughs> I get went pretty far. Yeah, I put Nakazawa's like gushing blood. Brandon Cutler's out cold on the outside. Then Kenny comes out. It's like, really? You were here this whole time, dude? <laughs> they were just kind of like, all right, wait, wait. Give it a moment. Give it a moment. Nah, let him stretch it. Let him stretch him a little bit. No, no. He's still moving. Still moving. Nah, nah. He can wait. He can wait. Are they still alive? Yes. Okay, give it a minute. Wait, that was a, that was a little weird, but I did like you know Kenny shows up and everybody's like focused on him. Bucks come through the crowd. They start beating the shit out of the combat club, and Mox gets saved before he takes the old screwdriver to the forehead. That was fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the shit out of that. The whole show was really fun, but if you had to put it, it, what was your like highlight from AEW Dynamite? Like the best match moment, whatever of the show. I was into the Buddy Matthews um, Orange Cassidy match actually. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was a good one. I really had hopes for Buddy Matthews. Was a little salty that he lost, but I loved when Doc Samson. Of course, I would love this when Doc Samson was checking Cassidy's hand. And then Buddy came up and just bam, stomped on it. <laughs> he stomped on the shit. Oh, that was brutal. I don't it know why great. I laughed. It was great. No, I did too. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical in, like, the most messed up way. You know, how many times do you hear, like, from a broadcast table of any company? Like, if somebody has an injury, it's like a bullseye, right? You target that shit. So oh, Orange Cassidy is sitting there holding his hand, and the doc's looking at it. Why not come stomp on it? It's the Maybe same well. fucking Maybe thing. Well. Exactly. Oh, speak of the devil, he's here. My tribal chief, my shield brother, what is up, Devin? <laughs> What's good, Devin? You know what? I... I enjoyed uh, surprisingly that was that was my match of the night too. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I said it a couple weeks back when Brucey was complaining about Jeff Jarrett that like Orange Cassidy is probably the hottest champion in AEW right now. He has yeah. been through so much from so many different angles, and he's fought through it all and came out. This, I thought, was going to be different all the way up until the end. And even Buddy couldn't believe that the ref counted three. Oh, yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost hoping that we somehow get this again. I, I, I really... We, will. we definitely should. It's uh, I'm not even mad at Orange Cassidy being a champion, even though he brings it out in a fucking backpack I had in junior high. But I would love to see Buddy Matthews take that title, add a little more gold to the house, get a little more of a put a little more of a shine on his name because the guy's deserving of it. And if Cassidy oh, yeah. loses it at this point, you can't even be mad. Like, the guy has yeah, been through hell. Jeff Jarrett put him through hell. Jay Lethal put him through hell. Before that, Brody King did. Buddy Matthews just did. Like, eventually, this guy is going to burn himself out. <laughs> Seriously. No, he's been going through it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing to me that we are still here with Orange Cassidy as champion. And I'm not like, can somebody please take this from him already? 
Like I'm I mean, begrudgingly I like saying it, but... Buddy needs to take it because I because I really love the guy and because I Are feel you... like Yeah, I was gonna say, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy Orange Cassidy. I like Orange Cassidy, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't want him to win the title. I didn't want him to have it to begin with. I didn't either. I didn't either. I was like, what's he gonna do with it? You know, like everything else is a shtick. Like he's all lazy. I thought he was gonna come out just like belt dangling with two fingers. And then yeah, there, yeah. apparently one day he, he decided to just put it in a backpack. Apparently one day he decided to get a backpack and that was the end of that, you know? <laughs> Pronto. Okay. But I mean it close second. Close second for me was that match with Keith Lee and Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, yeah, that was oh, actually. Oh my god, that was so that was so good, and I loved, I loved the way they tied Swerve back into it. Yes, I loved the way and the Adam audience Cole, just laughing. This is what I was talking about with AEW when I gave him the the round of applause. I love how they tied Swerve and got his story back into it with Keith. I love how Cole came out after Jericho won to give him a receipt. And continue yes. that storyline. So apparently we're going to get Cole versus Jericho in the near future. Which I'd be okay with. I love that one match spawned two different stories and two different angles in yes. less than 15 minutes. More than two. There were several. I mean, if you consider it. Well, it brought back two and then it, it emerged more. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm on board. Okay, okay. I'm yeah, back. I'm back. It did so all much. All the way in back like, around. I, and, and honestly, the match started at like nine forty-five, so this all happened in fifteen minutes. We got a great match. Yeah. We got a, we got two separate stories built from this match coming, at, you know, after stories were built going into it, and yes. we ended on a high note, and got to watch All Access after, which I'm kind of a oh, fan yeah. of. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna I'm lie. Enjoying All Access. It's been pretty good. Okay, it's not just me. Okay. No, no, I've been enjoying it. I mean, oh my god. Can we do we is it too late to start the prayer circle for Silas Young after what Powerhouse did to him? Holy shit. Oh man. Bruh. Bruh, what the hell? That poor guy. I was, I, like, I, I was so excited to see that dude because I remembered him from ROH and you know he was always a solid wrestler. And I thought like this oh, yeah. is gonna be this is gonna be good. And then it just wasn't good. And then even after the fact, Hobbs is pissed because of what Wardlow did to his car, so he just power bombed Silas Young through a fucking table. Like it was so bad that it was so bad that had that happened in WWE, we'd all be wondering who did he piss off. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm wondering did he piss someone off in AEW now that I mention it. And speaking of, you know, under the topic of what's old is new again and and who did he possibly piss off in AEW? We did have another return that night, and it was none other than the incomparable Jeff Hardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, coming to save his brother and Isaiah Cassidy. There was one story I didn't get, because number one, Matt Hardy says, and I quote, he put something in the contract that if Hook had beaten all ego... That yes. Matt was that Matt and Isaiah Cat and Private Party were no longer were no we're longer straight. under contract, and yes. they could pick a match and he could have a match against All Ego where he picked the stipulation. Okay, yes. we're cool so far. Yes. Then he says the stipulation will be if he beats All Ego, he and Private Party are no longer under contract with All Ego. Um. Yes. 
didn't you just say that when with the hook thing? Like, wasn't that a thing? I, I too was a little confused by that, and I was like, but wait, did I hear so, that so wrong? They still got a few, they, they're doing better with stories. This was not a shining example of that. So then, of course, the rest of the, the rest of the firm come out, you know, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Big Bill. Why did you <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole other show. We've already been going for an hour. But they come out and they start beating up on Isaiah Cassidy and Matt yeah. Hardy. And then you hear the old Hardy, the old Hardy boy music. And here comes Jeff. And you're like, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he saves I just them. Tearful I, hugs and all this in the middle of the oh, room. It, it People was, are it was, deleting all this. It was, it was, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it was exciting, but also I'm hesitant about the entire situation. I hope okay. that Jeff is in a better place right now and is able to make better choices for himself. And there is a support system for him. That'll help him better handle things and uplift him to a safe place where if he feels he's slipping, he can actually go to someone and say, I need help a lot sooner than another DUI or yeah. worse. Another uh, another, uh, another night in jail, another whatever the case yes. may be. Because obviously it worked for Malachi Black. When he felt himself kind of sliding off the deep end, he went and told Tony and the powers that be, like, this isn't working for me. Yes. I need to go home. I need to get my head right. And they yes. let him. And, they when they, and, and once he and the House of Black came back, look at him now. Yeah. In a much you better know, head state. I'm with you on that. I was going to ask you about that. But again, you know, we share a brain, so you knew. We share a brain, so we're um, on the same wavelength. When it comes to this, like, I'm with you. I, I, if Jeff Hardy was done with wrestling altogether. And I think I said this on that mental health episode we did with Bruce and Ivy. If Jeff was done altogether, I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Sometimes, regardless of how much you love something, you have to let it go because it's not good for you. I yes. know a little bit about that, okay? <laughs> I mean, if I you know me and you've been watching this show and you know my history, I have a little personal experience with that. So if Jeff was done with wrestling because regardless of what he did, it just wasn't good for him anymore and his recovery, I would have totally understood. Yeah. Oh, seeing him, seeing him come back. Yeah, there was a little bit of excitement, but there was so much like there was so much more nerves and, there was and, and trepidation. Worries. Yeah, that's a good word. Thank you, Grandma. You're welcome. Because we've seen this, like he's come back, he's had his triumphant moments, and then somewhere down the line, something happens. He goes down in flames again. So yeah, I have hopes for him. I'm I'm hesitantly excited, but I'm also I I also have hopes for him. Yeah, Clo closest thing I can compare it to is uh, I believe it's Jimmy Uso. Yes. Because he's had multiple run-ins, you know, damn near killed somebody with a DUI, you know, all mm -hmm. this other stuff. And yet he's been can't back travel to Saudi life. Arabia, <laughs> right? Can't can't leave the country. Nope. But he he's come back. 
He's been back for a while. He's done great things. We just talked. I just talked about how amazing the Bloodline story is. He's been a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping the same for Jeff. I'm hoping that he comes back. He's got his head right. He can manage these things, and he can just have a nice end to his career. Because before all this, the reports, the plans were the Hardys were going to win the AEW World Tag Team Titles. They were going to be in that ladder match that the Bucks eventually won to take them back, and they were going to win that ladder match. Prior to it, Jeff got into some shit again, and they had to change their plans. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that maybe, you know, he can come back, wrap up his career, finish on a high note, maybe grab another title with his brother, and then just kind of bow out gracefully, worry about his life, his recovery, his family from that point on. It, it It's just like you said, there's a lot of trepidation with it because I've seen, we've all seen Jeff Hardy derail on multiple fucking occasions. And every time he's yeah, got unfortunately. It, you hear the reports again. But I'm always going to hold out. I'm always going to hold out hope for people in recovery. I'm always going to tell people to keep stepping. I'm always going to oh, absolutely support people in that pl- in that place. I mean, even you know, like I said, I, I mentioned the the interview that TK did with Buff Bagwell. And Buff spoke about his recovery in in, in pretty and in, in was pretty detailed about it. And I just thought, good for you, dude. Keep going. Keep stepping. This is soda, by the way. <laughs> I think also being on the other side of that, there's also another thing to consider is how it's all impacted his family as well. Because he has a wife, he has kids, and... Lord knows he's an uncle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and seeing your dad go through all of this stuff, fighting his own demons and everything, it's not easy. And trying to remain that supportive wife cannot be easy for her either. You know, and so it's it's one of those things. That's part of why I have those hesitant, joyous yeah. moments for him, you know? Oh, no. It's like as a wrestling fan, of course I want to see the guy. I love Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. As a, as a man, as a parent, as a man and a parent in recovery, I'm like, mm, maybe you don't need to do this this time, homie. Just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it's, maybe it's enough. Maybe you've put yourself through enough. Maybe you've put your family through enough. Maybe yeah. it's time to just go f- focus on that. Mm-hmm. But I guess we're going to find out because there was Jeff, and obviously he's going to be involved in AEW moving forward. And we can only hope we can only hope for the best and wish him well, because nothing we can say or do is going to change his mind. So. <laughs> and I, I hope that that there's a system for him to, you know, check in with someone and and he has support at home professionally, medically, just everything he can possibly need. I hope he is set up for success this go around. Yeah. Yeah, you and me both. And hopefully, you know, he gets what he wants out of this and we don't get any more reports and he can just wind down now. You know, yes. absolutely. <laughs> because if anybody deserves it, it's Jeff Hardy. We talk about Darby Allen killing himself every night. Jeff Hardy's been killing himself since the nineties, bro. Since fucking five ever. You know, even it's been way even, too damn long. 
even Matt has slowed down with the whole broken Matt delete delete you know just just a way to get away from all that like extreme crazy body killing type shit and and be a little mm -hmm. bit more you know grounded Jeff never really did ever it didn't even matter. even when he was Willow he was still taking all these risks and doing all this crazy shit and he's he could never... be put in a situation where he could be put in a match where he doesn't need to take the risks, but he's going to do it. And it, yeah. it's just, it's that addictive personality. Yeah. Yeah, I know all about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think on that note, it's a good place to stop. We, we've, I we've agree. Exhausted, I mean, we've covered quite a bit. We've exhausted all our topics. We've, we've, we've gone across the entire wrestling universe we've <laughs> interacted with every one of these wonderful fans in the chat and we appreciate you showing up every week and uh there are two places you can find us on facebook if you don't know this by now you can find our group just search for top rope wrestling talk on facebook we'll pop up invite yourself come chit chat in our threads come post stuff come ask questions come mm -hmm. join the music league with grandma wendy well, hang out all kinds of stuff to be done there. All kinds of great group members and great posts from every stretch of pro wrestling, really. So come invite yourself. Mm -hmm. And, of course, now you can find us on Facebook on the Bloodline and Entertainment Network. Just search for that, and you will find their page. You can come follow that. You can see our clips there. You can see our upcoming shows, previous shows, all kinds of shit in between. And everything from Clark Street, Universal Wrestling Podcast, the Tim King Show, uh, WrestleBread, uh, Cage My IQ, all of it. So much streets, you can check out. Streets and mm -hmm. Roto Slappers, who was in the chat tonight. Shout out to Streets, baby. I'm sorry I was in the middle of a rant when you came in. And, and the list is is growing by the day. The, this bloodline's growing like a weed, man. We can't help it. Everybody wants to be on the island of relevancy, and we welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, you can find us on Twitter at TopRopeWT. Pretty simple, because I made it. Okay? So the next Fair time enough. you hear Bruce blame me, think about the Twitter. That's me. Then there's the Instagram, which I didn't make. <laughs> I don't care who wants to take credit for it. I don't even take credit for it. It won three awards for worst Instagram ever. And that handle is at Top underscore Rope underscore Wrestling underscore talk jesus <laughs> now let's take the blame for that one you're 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 a great person that's all that's all me that's all me that. <laughs> you're a wonderful individual <laughs> now i need to take a breath so grandma if you will yes. please let the people know where they can find our back content they can find our back catalog on anchor.fm backslash trwt. Um, that's and from there, wherever podcasts are freely distributed Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those places. And our um, trying to chew gum, our I'm to laugh at JD. Insta, Sorry, no, not our Insta, our YouTube is right up there above me. It is TRWT and in parentheses, a fox den down. Um, you can catch all of our old videos there and. Whenever me heads happens, it happens. Yes, yes, we're still working out the details on that one. It's been a, it's been a rough go for Brucey and for me, and 
even I think even Morgan got grounded there for a while. What the fuck did he do? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get back to that. Lord knows the Morg monster is amazing and I miss him. So we'll definitely get back to that. Now, as you probably know, because some of you have already been watching this, but if you if you don't, we are exclusively a mem- we are an exclusive of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And to find those guys. Most of it is pretty simple. If you're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, even Twitch, just search. Even on YouTube, if you want, search for at the bloodline ENT. You can follow us. You can subscribe to us. You can watch us. You can check out all our stuff. You can have a ball there. Now, for our audio platform, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because now I have to go from underscores to dashes. dashes. Why do you people not like me? I'm a good dude. I'm a well, founding member. Why you do this to Check me? Check out how you can simplify it. They can find our audio at www.spreaker.com uh, backslash show backslash the Bloodline Entertainment Network with slashes between all the words after the. Um <laughs> Yes, there that's freaker.com backslash, backslash right show. Like that. Steven, that fucks me up. Backslash the dash bloodline dash entertainment dash network. Okay, I got it out. It was almost on one try. I'm getting better. It's all there. Now, for exclusive articles and content, for Cage's betting slips, for everything under the sun including replays of all the episodes of top rope clark street and every bloodline member please go check out our sexy ass website which is the bloodline network.com i know tim's working on audio i haven't had a chance to check and see if it's there but that should be coming if it isn't there yet but there is so much there that you will not find anywhere but the bloodline network.com TK yes. is killing it on that site. It is beautiful. Please go check it out when you get a chance. Last but not least, please, please go to our website and buy some merch. Yes. WrestleMania 40 is coming. Even, oh crap, Chris asked me a question about WrestleMania 40, which I'm going to put a pin in until next week because it just dawned on me right now. Oh, yeah, that was a good question, too. We're gonna we're gonna get Brucey to put that in the rundown next week. Next week. Yes, yes, yes. Chris, yes, yes. we got you. No worries. Next week, we're gonna do your WrestleMania 40 question. But to get yes. me to WrestleMania 40, go to trwtmerch.threadless.com. You're gonna see all of our logos when you go to the webpage. If you click on one of those logos, you will see a vast variety of items you can put that logo on. Everything from cell phone cases to coffee mugs to tumblers. Um, all the things, t-shirts, all the fucking things. T-shirts, hoodies, onesies, uh, b- blankets, beach towels, yep. magnets, stickers, um, pillows. We got Everything. bath mats. We got bath mats and shower curtains. We have leggings for ladies. We have slip-on shoes. We have everything under the sun. Go to trwtmerch.threadless.com. Yes. Order some of this beautiful shit today. And get me some good seats at the link. Because I got to get up there. Because I'm pretty sure most of the bloodlines in Philly anyway. And we can all chill. <laughs> me, JD, and Nick, and, and, and Dan, and, and everybody at the link in the same row. That's the dream, folks. Help me make it a reality. 
Is that is that going to be safe though for the talent? Like, you know how you Philly people are. Just saying. Batteries at Santa. In 1960. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. Yeah. Until that's just we see you next week, enjoy wrestling. If it's not your cup of tea, let somebody else drink it. Grandma, hit them with it real quick. Stay fresh, cheese bags. There it was. Deuces. Deuces, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, trying to get in. You're fine. You're fine. Learn your career. We'll see you next week. I still week, fucked folks. it up. I still fucked it up. <laughs> Bye. about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward.